0: Previously on Talk to Dad.
1: The only the only reason I ever feel tense and scared when Henry takes the wheel is just from years of
0: trauma. Now you can hear me, and it sounds really bad. What are your thoughts on being left alone? Intoxicated bear rescued after eating hallucinogenic honey in
2: Turkey. I would try it. Would you try pork rind nachos? Well, I don't think I
1: have achieved anything other than
0: that big achievement. That I achieved on Christmas.
1: <laughs> Talk to Dad.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Talk Dad Podcast, episode 283. I've got Henry here with me. Hey. And through the miracle of technology, we also have Elizabeth.
3: Hey, hi!
2: All the way from Denton, Texas.
3: Yeah, it has been um, so it's, long. It's low fidelity, Elizabeth. I, it's
2: been so long since I podcast that I feel like I'm having to relearn all of the technical aspects, and we've had so many things go wrong already. But we are now <laughs> a minute into the podcast without any problems. Isn't Woo! that crazy? Yay! How is everybody today? Pretty good.
3: I'm, I'm all right. I made myself some, um, some baked apples with like cinnamon and and stuff on them. And I'm, I just enjoyed those. So I'm like very cozy right now on the couch.
2: You know, it's funny because just last night, your mom made us baked apples for dinner.
3: Oh yeah. I was having, I was craving baked apples. I made myself, um, like a, uh, a nice like roast beef, like a pot roast. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was going to make myself baked apples afterwards, but I was like, I've already done so much cooking today, and I just feel like being lazy. So yeah. I, I didn't.
2: Yeah, that it must be that time of year because last night I made chicken and dumplings and and focaccia bread. Ooh, Like some nice. sourdough focaccia and chicken and dumplings. And mom made, because we had some a- apples that were like just a little bit past their prime, she made them to, to bake apples. And those are just like autumn yeah. foods, like – a pot roast or chicken and dumplings with some baked apples. I mean, that says November. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Comfort it's, food. It's the Slow exact right food. time. of year to do that. Yeah. Uh,
2: it's pretty nice today though. Like the weather is, it's just like the type of day where you can put on a sweater and go for a walk. It's really nice. It's sunny. Yeah. And I went, yeah, for a I walk went out earlier. for, um,
3: for brunch earlier with some friends and it was super nice.
2: You went brunching. Uh mm-hmm. huh. We we it's went brunching. Word. You went brunching like a big basic white girl.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: But brunch is awesome. I'll never... Like no one should be criticized for brunching.
0: I agree. It's just such a funny word. It is.
2: But you it's... get to sleep in and yeah. eat delicious. food It's foods. also like great. What did you have in your
3: brunch? Uh, I had pancakes and eggs. So like typical breakfast stuff, but like I don't know. It's just like breakfast, but you sleep in a bit. That's all brunch is.
2: Yeah. I support it. Really. There's nothing about brunching that I don't support. I went for a walk earlier in the sun and, um, I was walking along, you know how there's like two creeks in our neighborhood. There's like a bigger Creek and the littler Creek. And in the littler Creek in the ravine, I was just walking along the sidewalk and I saw a turtle and I got really excited. I don't know why I, I get really excited when I see turtles. And so I I went down to look at it, and it was a box turtle. It was, like, all boxed up and kind of, like, peeping out at me. That's fine. Waiting for me to leave. (laughs) You know how box turtles can box themselves up? It's really cool. Mm -hmm. And I saw this box turtle, and I was, like, leaning down to look at it, and this water snake, like, slithered out, like, across the stream, too. Just a little cute black water snake. I didn't – I took lots of pictures of the box turtle, but I didn't manage to take a picture of the water snake. And I just felt like – We're having – I don't know. It was my own little, my own little reptilian. What's the word for that? My own little reptile enclosure, except it was out in the wild. You're like exciting. the uh, the
3: crocodile hunter of Frisco. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing that. That's really herping. funny.
3: Cause, cause as I was pulling into uh, my apartment after brunching, um, there were two huge, um, turkey vultures in the road. Uh, that were just kind of chilling there, and I had to, like, roll up. I don't know if you've seen them up close, but they're, like, big. They
2: are really big. I kind of like them. They're mm-hmm. they're
3: kind of funky little guys.
2: They're gross, but they're kind of cool at the same time. They're, yeah, like, they're the surprising goth, like the goths of the bird world.
3: That would be black vultures, but turkey vultures are pretty cool, too. Like, I thought ravens would they're be. They're rounder than you expect them to be.
2: Wouldn't ravens be the goths? maybe i don't know maybe they're like the emo punks of the bird world but they have those weird heads <laughs> so that they can stick their heads into like animal carcasses and eat them yeah they're really weird looking but they're kind of cool they are really big too like when you see one oh, i always huge, think yeah it, it seems like a weird omen when you see one if like there's one like perched on your house you feel like <laughs> like they know something you don't know
0: <laughs> yeah
3: Yeah, right?
0: They're expecting a meal there very (laughs) soon. (laughs)
2: Very soon. They're just like looking at you like, I hear you just had a birthday. I'm getting up there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Any moment now. It's okay. We can wait.
3: Yeah, no, they were just chilling in the road. I think they had like some pieces of meat in their beaks, but it wasn't like ominous at all. I think they were like on a date or something. (laughs) (laughs) You have these... We yeah. had these like big fields by our house, by our uh, new apartment um, that have like cows and things in them. I bet they were just, you know, picking up some roadkill to go drag off into the woods or
2: something. Yeah. They decided to go on a date and instead of getting carry out, they got carry on. That's my <laughs> joke. Borrowed <laughs> so from the far side. <laughs> it's a stupid joke. Um, what else is going on in our lives? It's been forever. Since we've podcasted, um, shout out to Phoebe who may or may not be listening to this podcast. Phoebe listened to our last podcast and found out that I slandered three fourths of my children. Valid. <laughs> and seemed upset about it, but I still stand by the fact that Henry is the best driver pre-license of anyone in the family. I've still got time. I don't have got my license yet. Pre-license so. though. I feel like I, I could take a blood my pressure test while I'm driving with Henry and still be like within the normal range, which <laughs> is the only one of my children pre-licensed. Now, I'm sure, Elizabeth, you've been driving a long time now. Phoebe's been driving a long time now. Will drives sometimes, although he hasn't driven f- since he's been out to college, so who knows? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so a lot of stuff has happened. The state fair happened um halloween happened my birthday your mom's birthday will's birthday is coming up um none of these are super significant nothing super important to tell about how was um how was halloween at school elizabeth you teach middle school
3: i do teach middle school yeah um halloween itself was fun i had like a little like oh you know let's Uh, write scary stories and then tell scary stories to each other and we'll sit like in a circle and I'll uh, make like a little campfire type prop and you know it was that was all good and fun Um,
2: that's cool you told campfire stories yeah that's fun
3: yeah Um, but what was weird is that um, we have dress up days for like red ribbon week beforehand and they all have like different themes so like
2: oh yeah like wear a baseball cap day and those type yeah, of things
3: for you your pajamas day. to
0: school day did that school also yeah. do friday the friday before halloween was when you got to dress up
3: yeah which i found really so weird. weird like why would not you just push it to like halloween which is yeah, the whole like we had school okay, yeah, on yeah, rib, halloween rib, rib, or whatever but we all know the real reason why we're doing this is because halloween
0: yeah
2: yeah people I was like actually, to dance around i was actually the whole absent for the uh,
3: actual dress up day though because i woke up horribly sick
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. on which day?
3: Uh, on Friday. Um, so I missed the actual like dress up day but I was there the next Monday um, for the Campfire Stories Day. So I did miss all of the costumes.
2: Oh, that's a bummer. So you didn't get to see yeah. your, the, your students dress up?
3: No, um, but I and I also didn't get to wear my uh, costume, which this year was pretty like low effort. Uh, I have um, a skeleton onesie that I got for a bachelorette party. Uh, I would say long story, but that's literally just what we wore at the bachelorette party. Um, that's the end of the story, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was just going to wear that and like do some skeleton makeup. And that was my costume, <laughs> which yeah. is cute. It was it was cute and low effort.
0: Wait, you could also just not do the skeleton makeup and call it a Phoebe Bridger's costume. That's true. There's some kids I that do that. I didn't think about apparently. that. Yeah. So. Yeah.
2: For um, all those
3: 12 year olds who are Phoebe Bridgers fans out there. I oh, yes, of
0: course.
2: <laughs> there are probably a lot of 12 year old Phoebe Bridger fans. I listened probably to a actually, now that I'm saying I listen to a podcast where um, one of the hosts, his daughter is probably about 12 years old and she's a huge Phoebe Bridgers fan. And they, like, traveled to one of her concerts and bought her tickets. So I think she's probably got, like, especially those really, you know, like, the really smart 12-year-old that's, like, into stuff that <laughs> is different from, I don't know. I can see that.
3: Yeah, like, the the quirky, like, indie head uh, yeah. 12-year-olds yeah. or whatever.
2: Yep. The... One thing that's kind of weird that's happened to me since the last time we podcast is I had a video on TikTok go viral. Um, Not the first time it's happened. I've probably talked about it on the podcast before. There's a possibility that some people who follow me on TikTok might be listening to this podcast because someone did ask me. Someone, I guess, really liked my TikToks and said, I wish you had like a YouTube or a podcast or something. And I was like, well, actually, I do have a podcast. It's a little bit dormant at the moment, but we're thinking about starting it up again. Um, I just remembered something I was going to say. I'll come back to it. <laughs> but so the, oh, it was why I was giving a shout out to Phoebe. Don't let me forget that. I'll come back to that. Anyway, on TikTok, I had a video and I just had this idea for a video. I didn't think very many people would would watch it, but it was like, it would be funny if I just did a video that was like a bunch of opinions that I'm very confident about, about uh, music. And just like really basic opinions, like, you know, that the Beatles um, run of albums from Help through Sgt. Peppers is like the greatest run of albums ever. <laughs> and other things like that and um for some reason it just took off like right people are still watching that video it's it's like a couple weeks old now but people are still watching it. it's still my most viewed video and it's got like 360,000 views and like 60,000 likes which is just crazy and The one thing about like anytime you have a video that goes viral and I would say viral is like anything above like, I don't know, 60,000 or something like that views. um, There's sort of this pattern it goes through where the reason it goes viral is because for whatever reason, people like it. And then for a while, you're like, wow, this is really cool. And people say a lot like a lot of positive and supportive things. And then it hits a point where everything starts to turn. And it's like the algorithm shows it to everyone who likes the video. And then it starts to show it to people who don't like the video. And then you get on the wrong side of the algorithm and you get these people who, like, they're watching it because they hate it. And they comment telling you that they hate it. It's funny. And they comment telling you that you look funny or that you're stupid or that, you know. Some people just like that the Beatles suck. I can't believe how many people have commented saying the Beatles suck. Like, that's such a weird take. take. (laughs) it is a weird take. And like I, I most for the most part, I don't know, like when you get lots of those and even if it's like, you know, the the positive to negative ones are like, you know, 15 positive ones for one negative one. You're, of course, you're going to focus in on the negative ones. And after a while, it's a little bit depressing. I'm sort of over it now. But for a while there, it was like everything had shifted and like most of the stuff was negative and people were like, I don't know. Like, this is stupid. And and I always wonder, like, what? Why? If someone, it's so easy when you're on TikTok just to scroll past something you're not interested in. Why do you take Mm -hmm. the time to, like, comment and tell someone that this is stupid? I don't care about it.
0: I feel like some people just need a hobby, you know?
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's very strange. I feel like people need
3: to realize that, like, there's stuff that's just, like, not really worth getting mad at it and it just kind of can be like if you're like mildly irritated by it just like move on i don't know i don't have the energy to get mad at stuff really like i, I just don't care <laughs> it's right. usually my my take
2: and i feel like yeah and you like, sort of have to have at least enough self-awareness that when you start to type out i don't like this you're thinking yeah but why are you commenting especially if you know how the algorithm works because if you stop and comment and say i don't like this it's gonna boost it it's totally gonna boost it now it might boost yeah. it to people who also don't like it, but I don't know. It's so weird. It's very strange. When I was taking a walk, I filmed another video. I don't think it's got a ton of views yet. It's maybe got like a few hundred views. Um, have you seen my videos, the opinion videos, Be Elizabeth?
3: Yeah, I have. I, I like That's when like, I, 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 I go through. I about maybe. Every week or two weeks or so, I'll like log on to TikTok to see what people have sent me, and usually I like go through your feed and like look through your videos or whatever. Yeah, and like like them, but yeah, I've I've seen your opinion videos.
2: It's like your mom. The only time she watches TikTok is when I show her videos, which is probably a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah, because you're getting yeah, someone's I need like, to, like curating filter for through you them. And,
3: Just yeah. show me the good ones.
2: This is the one I did today while I was walking around our neighborhood. I'm just going to play it real quick. It's not that long. Here are some weird opinions that I have that I don't expect anyone else to agree with. Cheating in solitaire is a moral failure. Twin Peaks was intended to be a comedy, and when it debuted, it was the funniest show on television. The physics of toilet paper work exactly the same whether the toilet paper is hanging off the front of the roll or hanging down the back of the this roll. This one triggers But I prefer a little it to bit. be hanging down the back. Extraterrestrial human space travel is obviously pointless, but we continue to pursue it because sci-fi, especially Star Trek and Star Wars, make it seem really cool. I strongly believe that the red mesh bags that are used to package and sell oranges should be outlawed. Hotel rooms don't need TVs. If they offered a discount for a hotel room without TVs, I would take it every single time. Wi-Fi should be reliable and free, though. Blue Raspberry is the worst flavor. It's 10 times worse than Black Licorice. Skylarking, the classic album from the 80s by XTC, is better with the original track listing that does not include Dear God. Dear God is an excellent single, but it doesn't fit within the cycle of the album. Hot Peppers can be effective if temporary antidepressants. Politics in 2022 is 80% team sports and 20% allocation of resources. Most people are more passionate about rooting against the opposite team than they are about rooting for their team. I'm no exception. I'm part of the problem. So that's the video. It's okay. just okay. rapid-fire opinions.
0: You, you do not understand how the toilet paper issue works. I am aware that, <laughs> I the, do. I that physics affects it equally either way. It's more about visibility, okay?
3: visibility when you visibility because I when you put it on the opposite way you all. can't
0: see which like how far along it is so you don't know which way to turn it to get the toilet paper
2: henry feels very passionately it's that toilet paper that and paper to, towels need to is, come the thing is
0: if you're not passionate about it why would you put it on the opposite way i
2: <laughs> i usually have no when i it? do think about it i'll put it on the way you prefer but sometimes i just don't think about it cuz i don't care and i it should work Fine. I actually prefer it to be hanging down the back of the roll. Why? You can't see it. I don't know. I just think it's better.
3: Well, do you have to see it? You know how yeah, it Well, works. you
0: do so that you like can more not, easily you're not grab top, it. You
3: have object permanence.
0: And when you tear it off, the thing is, when you tear it off, when it's in front, it tears off easily. When it's in back, you end up like taking it more than It tears off you want. a
2: little bit easier and back um no, it
0: doesn't you end up taking it more <laughs> heard, pa- it doesn't matter one argument that i've heard it doesn't matter why would
3: you put it, you it on backwards use to wipe your stinky butt like are we what what are we talking about right now
2: the one argument that i've heard that applies to elizabeth but does not apply to us is if you have cats you should have it in the back because cats will sit there and okay, pie it and it will unspool the toilet paper I don't know if this is something that happens. Elizabeth. Yeah,
3: Sasha doesn't really do that though. Okay. She's more she's more into grabbing my contact case off the um off the, the bathroom <laughs> counter and batting it around so I can't find it in okay. the morning. Cool. Also, oh my gosh, you know how I said that uh I saw two vultures in the road earlier? Something is popping off outside my apartment cuz I'm sitting outside the window and there's like eight of them circling directly above my apartment complex right now.
2: Uh, vultures? Yeah,
3: vultures.
0: That's a lot They've of vultures. multiplied.
2: That may be a bad sign.
0: Dang.
3: I don't know. I probably need to do something. Back to toilet paper. So, you know, neutral (laughs) sign. Maybe I should go and try and find a carcass. I feel like. See if I can get in on this action.
0: There's no visual for the podcast, so I can't properly show this. But like, if the toilet paper is in back, then you need to pull it. If you can see it, you need to pull it because that's a big part. You need to see it so you can grab the edge. If you pull it, you need to pull it up, which means you're going against gravity. I mean you're or gonna you pull, pull it, more, but if you pull it down when it's normal, it, it's so much easier.
2: As you pull it toward yourself, the bulk of the roll helps tear it off.
0: No, it doesn't. See, First of all, I you can't know, see I think, it.
3: I think Henry's right here because if I if I sit down at a toilet and I'm doing my business and I look over and the toilet roll, I don't see the part hanging down. I go oh. There's no toilet paper. Okay. I don't know how to, I don't know how toilet paper works. I'm not going to investigate this any further. It's so much harder to, you have to
0: like find it and move on. <laughs> the thing is, that's really gross. <laughs> you have to find it though. And that's so annoying. Okay. Elizabeth, close your eyes and okay. try and grab your laptop and throw it out the window. <laughs> you like, can't, why you, let can't. Let you see why do do it. That? <laughs> well, you, you clearly can't because you're closing your eyes.
2: I mean, I could if you knew your laptop is right in front of you and you could feel for it. No, but it'd be much harder
0: to throw it through the window, right? (laughs) You got it. You got to give that one to me, right?
3: No, I could. I could definitely do that if I wanted to because I have object evidence. I know where things
2: are.
0: Prove it, Elizabeth.
2: Do you ever do the thing where when it's nighttime or it's like early morning and you haven't turned on any lights yet? I do this. I think I'm the opposite of your mom this way. Your mom, Allison... The woman I married, your Mm -hmm. mother, Uh, she likes to turn on all the lights in the house if it's even a little bit dim. I like to like wait till the last possible moment to turn on the lights. Like, yeah, and like I'll go in like to the bathroom, and I like it when it's like dim, but it's like you can barely see what it is, and you can maneuver around. You're like, it's my house, I know where everything is. Yeah, it's nice feeling weirdly, and I like natural light so much better than electrical light that. Like if there's any light at all coming through the window, I'll turn off all, all of the lights. I don't know. I just, See, I just like that idea of like sort of Because, like if I, if I walk from someplace
3: bright into someplace dark, I will turn on a light. But there's like a there's like a frog in a in a boiling pot of water thing with me where if I'm sitting in the living room. And I have the window open and it's nice and bright. And then I sit there until like, we'll say like 9 p.m. At some point, I'll get up (laughs) in the living room and be like, why is everything so dark? Yeah. What's going on?
2: Slowly (laughs) darker until you can't see the hand in front of me. It always seems like it
0: just like suddenly gets really dark, even though that's probably not right.
2: Yeah. I just like, yeah. Or like,
3: you know where everything is and it'll be like dark and I'll be like fumbling around the kitchen. I'm like, man, I can't see anything. And Jamie's like, turn on the light then. And I'd be like genuinely so shocked because I just didn't think about it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Or like, especially in the morning, I like, like, I like to sort of ease myself into the waking world. So like I'll go into the bathroom and I will not turn on any lights. I'll turn on the shower. I know where the shower is. I know where the soaps is in the shower. I know where the shampoo is in the shower. I'll just, you know, and then when I get out of the shower, I know how to towel myself off and get my toothbrush because it's always in the same place. I don't need light to do that. Or maybe just a tiny bit of light. Just to however much ambient light there is You do is need morning.
0: a little light though, right?
2: Not necessarily. I could probably do it with my eyes closed if I really wanted to.
0: Well, yeah, but like if...
2: I might hit something if someone like left something in the middle of the road. That is an issue. That is an
0: issue. Visibility is an issue, right? You would agree? It can be. And you would agree with the fact that visibility is very important to knowing where things are. Oh,
2: no, my, our Zoom meeting ended. Oh, no. I have to start a new meeting. I was just making my point. I know. And she's back. Our Zoom ended right in the middle of Henry making his point again.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure how much what you heard, but anyway, my point is that I am <laughs> right. Okay. So,
2: So the reason I was going to give a shout out to Phoebe and then we got derailed... Um, was that Phoebe for my birthday created this massive spreadsheet of availability for the children to be on the podcast mm-hmm. and it's pretty awesome. Maybe I'll post a picture to social media, talk to dad podcast yeah. on so the that, Instagram and, Facebook who and will know. podcast on Twitter for as long as Twitter is still a thing and not burnt to the ground. Um, Yes, but it's kind of cool because it's like all it's like color coordinated, and it it gives me availability for each of my children for when they can podcast. And just to clarify, Which, if apparently you apparently I X, did it wrong, if you put an so, X, does that um, mean you're not available that day? I think that's yeah. what that means, right?
3: Yeah, apparently I did it wrong. Um, so you know, I'll upcoming edits, I suppose.
2: Yeah. Although I don't know if I post it to social media that means all of your stalkers will know exactly when you're available to podcast and when you're not. <laughs> Dang, I don't know because all, I also all zero of my wrong. stalkers
0: that I know of. Actually, now that I think about it, you never know. Maybe they're just good stalkers.
2: You never know, as my mother says.
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe just they're they think of themselves less as stalkers and more like guardian angels. They're like preventing me from like walking into traffic or whatever. Yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps. You never know. Wild world out there. Stay safe.
2: Let's do some news. Now, your tomorrow morning's headlines tonight. I have a story about Florida teen. So we often do stories about Florida man, Florida woman. This Florida teen is pretty impressive because this Florida teen won the top prize by capturing 28 pythons in an annual competition. Over the course of ten days, what twenty eight pythons in ten days? Do you know about the problem with pythons in Florida? I don't.
3: No, I. That's almost three per day.
2: Yeah, so down in the Everglades, they have tons of pythons that are an invasive species. They're not native to Florida, but for some reason they got released there, and now they're breeding like crazy, and they're all over the Everglades. They're like killing off other species, like deer and alligators and it's bad. Huh. So, every year yeah, the was, Florida Fish and Game Commission or whatever it's called um who is it? At Ho- yeah, Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission um has this competition over the course of 10 days and to see who can hunt and kill the most Burmese pythons. And a 19-year-old South Florida man captured 28 During the competition, his name is Matthew Concepcion, and it says he was among the thousand people from thirty-two states, Canada, and Latvia who participated in the annual challenge. I wonder how many people from Latvia is that just one Latvian, or were there several? Is it really big in Latvia to travel to Florida and guild? Maybe, maybe it's like
0: the new thing. I like
2: it might be a majority Latvians. He won the ten thousand dollar ultimate grand prize um dustin Crum won a 1500 hundred dollar grand prize for removing the longest python do you want to guess how long the longest python that was captured during the competition was
0: um i kind of don't Ooh. want to know but i kind of want to know but 12 feet 10 feet
2: oh it's right between 11 <laughs> feet man oh nice you both joint win. nice yes Earlier this year, and I think we may have talked about it in the podcast. If we didn't talk about it in the podcast, we talked about it around the kitchen table. Um, the largest Burmese python ever was captured in Florida. It weighed 215 pounds and was 18 feet long. That is Oof. massive. That's huge. That's like, you know, a Godzilla movie type python. Oh, my gosh. The Apparently, the participants have to certify that they killed them in an anti in a humane way i don't know what that means exactly but there is an anti well in a fast way i'm assuming probably yeah some way that was quick um the winner said he would he started out by looking um after dark along highways because they will come in like they're attracted to the warm roads but then he started working near a levee and he started catching snakes that way and discovered that was the best way. So he would walk to, into a canal with a flashlight, search the underbrush, and the, he could see this, the snakes by the shadows that they cast in the flashlight beam. He says the larger oh. snakes are easier to find. They have a slightly purple tint to them. The a board member of the South, South Florida Water Management District who goes by the name Alligator Ron Bergeron said, our python hunters are passionate about what they do and care very much about Florida's precious environment. We are removing record numbers of pythons and we're going to keep at it.
3: Wait, well, what nine. was the guy's name? Who That was his statement?
2: Alligator Ron Bergeron.
3: Imagine just, like, living in a community where Alligator Ron was just, like, a guy that lived there.
2: Well, yeah, Florida, That's cool. And he works for the South Florida Water Management District. Of course he does. Of course he does.
0: Alligator Ron just sounds like such a Florida name. It does.
2: You can't really have that name and live somewhere else. Yeah. Maybe in parts of Texas or, you know, Georgia. but Or the Sears of New York. Mainly Florida.
3: Yeah, Florida would be the most fitting for Alligator Ron to uh, live in.
2: Who wants to share their story?
0: I've got an interesting one. A short one, but an interesting one. Hmm. So the headline is Mondrian. It's pronounced Mondrian, right?
2: Mondrian? I I don't don't know. It's it's French. I don't know. French guy's painting.
0: Very famous French guy's painting has been hanging upside down for 75 years.
2: Like anyone can even know that. So you know who Mondrian is,
0: yeah, right? the one with the lines, yeah, and the lots primary of colors. yellow
2: and red and green lines and and squares. He's a really interesting paint, painter, but yeah, I, this story kind of caught my eye. It's pretty funny. It's kind of
0: funny. So, a painting by abstract Dutch artist Piem can't pronounce that name, has been hanging upside down in various museums since it was first put on display 75 years ago, an art historian has found, but warned it could disintegrate if it was hung the right side up now. <laughs> so, basically, it's called New York City One, and it was, and it's supposed to look like it's the famous Mondrian. one with the lines. Mondrian. Mondrian.
2: Mondrian, interesting. That's pretty easy, actually. It's, it's easier than I Mondrian? anticipated. That sounds Mondrian. wrong, though. Piet Mondrian.
3: Yeah, Mondrian. Yes. Huh.
0: But anyway, so it's supposed to resemble like an extremely minimalist version of a New York skyline. And then one day a historian was looking at it and looked at the bottom part, which there's like a lot more lines towards the bottom that are sort of bluish, and was like, wait, shouldn't that be the sky?
2: Oh, that makes sense. That's yeah. That's when they figured it out.
0: So then that looks that looks a lot more like a New York skyline, actually. So it's yeah, like, the direct quote is, the thickening of the grid should be at the top like a dark sky. Once I pointed it out to the other curators, we realized it was very obvious. I'm 100% certain the picture is the wrong way around.
2: That's kind of cool <laughs> in a way, like the yeah. way they figured it out. That's one of those jokes you always tell Is like when you get into the modern art paintings you're like oh that one's upside down <laughs> like with the um what was the one that we saw in new york the one artist that we saw in new york the one that does all the splatters
0: oh um i don't remember his jackson name pollock? yes pollock, jackson yeah. pollock
2: i think we made that joke about every time we saw jackson pollock we're like oh this one's upside down yeah but with this one it actually was upside down they had a good reason for it that's kind of cool yeah so i guess i mean it must
0: not be signed then
2: I if, guess not. They didn't usually realize. It's signed like in the bottom corner, right?
0: Yeah, and it would have been like letters,
2: right? So I don't know. You could tell yeah. that his name was there. I, I, yeah, the Jackson Pollocks actually are signed in the corner. If you it, now that I think about it, but I don't know. Like the Mark Rothkos that are just like the red and brown blocks, you know, squares. I don't know. Wait,
3: so they say that? So they say that? Uh... If they if they remove it and they try and flip it upside down, it might like disintegrate.
0: Apparently, oh really? So they have
2: they actually didn't change it.
0: Yeah, they they're leaving it up so that it doesn't damage the painting. I'm not sure exactly how that works. Um, and the article doesn't explain. That is really
2: strange. Yeah, you think I would think that paintings could be moved and preserved, but maybe there's something special about this painting, the way it's mounted or something.
0: Sorry, so. The caption on the picture is: "The work does not bear Mondrian's signature, possibly because he hadn't deemed it
2: finished." Hmm. Oh, interesting. Hmm. So maybe he never, he never finished it, and therefore he never signed it, and yeah, therefore it's been hanging upside down for sixty years. <laughs> yeah. So what I propose
3: then is, for optimal viewing experience, they should install like a chair. That you you can take a seat in front of the painting and then the chair like you strap yourself in and it flips you upside down so that you can sort of <laughs> yeah. view the painting as it was meant to do. I to was initially indeed. thinking
0: like some sort of like big glass lens that would flip it upside down, but I like that more.
2: What would be funny is Yeah, if,
3: I like the I like the amusement park the style of it.
2: What would be funny is if they took a video of like all of the the museum patrons. And I bet after the story came out, you get a ton of people who are like like Oh, sort yeah. of tipping oh, yeah. their head around to like try and look at it upside down, <laughs> or like standing bet. on their head, I or
0: like—I <laughs> mean, fair though.
2: Yeah, you know how everyone in an art museum, you have like you stand there with your with your arms crossed and just sort of stare go, at the hmm. painting, and maybe move your head slightly, tilt your head slightly. These well, people are like tilting their head all the way around. Someone's trying to do a handstand
0: can. and not really succeeding.
2: <laughs> yeah, I wonder too, like. If you are a modern painter, a modern art painter, even if it's totally abstract, you probably have a sense of where you think the top and the bottom is, right? Yeah. You You would have to.
0: Yeah. I think it goes into detail in this and says, like, the artist probably put, like, a line at the top and then worked down from there, and that's how it's layered, so it makes sense that, like, at the... What they thought was the top, there's just lines and sort of... There's not a line in, like, towards the top of the canvas. And that would explain that, I guess. So, I don't know. If I were this kind of artist, I would just, like, sign every corner and then keep telling museums that they're displaying it wrong. Like, oh, no, that one's sideways. And then they'll change (laughs) it and I'll be like,
2: no, that's upside down. Yeah. (laughs) One thing I think... I would walk
3: and be like, that's actually the back of the painting. Why aren't you, like... (laughs)
2: One thing I definitely think about modern art though, is like the more you learn about the painting and the circumstances of the painting and like the meaning behind the painting, the more fascinating it becomes like modern art sort of requires some context. Mm -hmm. Otherwise people are just like, Oh, I can do that. I can draw lines. I can, I can learn to paint lines. But, but if you know, sort of the context and like how he got there and what he was trying to represent, Um, I don't know. Modern art can be pretty interesting. Now, not all modern art. Some some modern art is kind of horrible,
3: garbage.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, but that's true. But that's the point, though. You know, like like fountain. Do you know about fountain? What's fountain? Oh, it's Uh. one where. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, (laughs) basically the story is that there's this like sort of famous guy who is like a famous artist, and then under a pseudonym, he signed a urinal and donated it to an art museum. And they took it, and then he would like stand near the exhibit and watch people as they tried to figure out what it meant.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. There's a Marcel Duchamp, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: yes. yeah. Yeah, I, I was struggling to find the name as well. Yeah, which okay, it's so funny. To like me. my take on that is that um, that's a, I think Fountain is a, a good bit, but not good art.
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> like I think
3: that's it's very a, funny as yeah, a thing. it's and like the surrealists the and the thing, Dadaists but, like, often. As art, eh
2: often they were doing bits. Sometimes the bits were better than others.
3: (laughs) It's true. Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) Elizabeth, do you have a story for us?
3: I do have a story. And uh, I chose the story specifically because it talks about one of my favorite guys. um, And that's Bigfoot. (laughs) So uh, the story title is Pennsylvania Parks Officials Released Curious Statement About Bigfoot Warnings. So, basically, there's this, this park in Pennsylvania where, basically, overnight, there's been a few signs posted up along the trails warning signs of Bigfoot activity in the area. Um, and when, when people asked the park officials about it, they said, that wasn't us. That wasn't us. And actually, we have a great quote from the press secretary for the Depart- Pennsylvania Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. He said, quote, Bigfoot is not real.
2: That is really taking a stance. Yeah. That is yeah, a strong yeah. stance. I mean, that's that's going beyond the We don't have any evidence that Bigfoot exists. That's saying Bigfoot's fake. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like.
2: He's got strong. I, I just thought
3: that was so funny. Like that's so his job point. now is to put out statements like that. Yeah. <laughs> like he just seems really tired.
0: Yeah. I it guess feels like um, he's answered that question a few times.
2: Tell us more about the signs. But,
3: so the signs um, say that there have been quote encounters in the area. They call on visitors to observe elevated park etiquette, which is very funny because I'm like <laughs> I'm thinking about. <laughs> You know, what kind of park etiquette, like, would Bigfoot expect from you? Like, does he want you to, like, He's a man of class before entering a clearing? Like, is there a dress code that Bigfoot prefers? Maybe? Yeah, <laughs> um, I like
2: that. You got to wear a collared shirt, a, Bigfoot. Stop Stop with those yeah, t-shirts and sweatshirts. We need a collared shirt on you. Stop with the cargo shirts, guys. Too. Come on. We have Maybe to enter Bigfoot's because it's casual at best. We need socks that come up at least to the calf
3: yeah no no open toed shoes i can't stress that enough if bigfoot sees your toes he's going to i don't know he's going to to missing 411 you (laughs) (laughs) which if you don't know is a book about like legitimate park like disappearances in national parks but the guy who wrote the book claims that bigfoot did it Ah. um which is kind of wacky uh yeah anyway uh it says also to be cautious of your surroundings and to keep the location of any small children or pets within a tighter scope of awareness because i guess bigfoot likes eating your dog i don't because he wants your dog i'm not really sure why bigfoot uh,
0: lore also is really warn- fascinating. I just thinks they're cute
3: huh?
2: I, bigfoot lore is really fascinating like when you get into all of the different lore that surrounds bigfoot sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no, version. it totally
3: is. It totally is. I stumbled on a Bigfoot blog, like literally, like the other day. Um, weirdly enough, during um, lesson planning, because we were because uh, <laughs> I was making a a lesson about um, like the signs of a, a a site website with trustworthy information versus a website with untrustworthy information. And I like I stumbled on like this blog post that was like discourse about. Whether or not Bigfoot lived in caves, and it got pretty heated.
2: <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah. Bigfoot people p- people who follow I don't. There's like a word for it. Bigfootologists, squatchers, squatchers. A lot of them say that like they sleep in nests. And they yeah. talk about accounts of coming across Bigfoot nests. Okay, but the would thing you is,
3: think that would happen it, a lot if like it was a
2: thing?
0: So. Do they think there's one Bigfoot or multiple Bigfeet?
2: Well, there have to be multiple. multiple big I mean, it's okay, a species. Okay, that makes it's sense. just a very rare species, an apex predator. Okay. Um, and th- huh. one of the things that I find really interesting. Well, there's three things. There's like the sounds they make, the smell, and then the rock throwing. Those are the things like that people always say. Like um, they have a really foul smell, apparently. They have um they can be really loud and when they scream when you hear a and you know the the hair stands up in the back of your neck because you know it's a bigfoot. So, I don't know how you know.
0: And they throw rocks. And they throw rocks, yeah. So
2: it's like if you're out camping, they might throw a rock at your campfire and scatter all the logs. So they're saying
0: that this apex predator has all the traits of a seven year old? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah.
2: <laughs> a big See, hairy My personal theory
3: is that Bigfoot don't throw rocks to scare away predators but rather for sport (laughs)
2: so you know rocks big boulder rocks yeah yeah Yeah. really what i find
3: really fascinating is like the regional variants like the there's there's actually something called a florida skunk ape
2: oh yeah yeah (laughs) the florida skunk ape oh man
3: yeah anyway that's great i like all the different like rebrands and like different uh different species subspecies of big feet
2: yes Getting back to the story, I think the thing that impresses me the most is that the whoever put up these signs, they made them look so look and sound so official. Yeah,
3: like, yeah, they really like do. It doesn't it, sound it's,
2: outlandish. It's it sounds not like, like very, something... very
3: official. It's not like uh, it's like basically just flyers like stapled to trees.
2: It's like good but advice, but it does have though. like the it's, Pennsylvania it's Department
3: like... of Conservation Natural Resources like logo on it. Oh, it does. Mm-hmm. And it also has like the translated. Uh, the the script in like uh, in Spanish, so it's an English and Translated in English and, in Spanish. In
2: English and Spanish. So is this just a prankster doing it for because they think they're funny, or are they doing it because they really want to? That seems help like people? too
0: much effort. I think I think Bigfoot put them up.
2: <laughs> Bigfoot, <did. laughs> Bigfoot is bilingual. He's like, we yeah, have to well, let people know about the dress He's an code product. and is yeah. good at desktop publishing. Yeah. Well, yeah.
3: I, I say that it's a prank and here's why. I think because specifically they use the Pennsylvania Department of Conservation, natural resources logo. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. if it was just somebody who was like, you know, sincere, they wouldn't really bother to do that. And I think yeah. because they took that extra step, it's probably somebody like pulling a prank.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're probably right. A prankster would make the extra effort to make it look official. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And because it's a very funny thing to think that this like official state department is posting up warnings about Bigfoot. Yeah, like, that's that's a good that's a funny bit. Yeah.
2: Let's play a game. Is it OK if we play a game really quick for with Elizabeth before we let you go? Yeah, of course. I want to play some made up movie minute. Which is an improv game we play from time to time where we take actual movie titles that none of us have seen And make up a plot for them over the course of, we're going to say 90 seconds, even though it's made up movie minute, 90 seconds works a little bit better. So Elizabeth, you and your brother will be making up movie plots for 2022 holiday movie titles. Fun. I've got some written down here. I found a TV guide article, which did you know the TV guide is still being published? I think it's an online only publication. It was the largest magazine in circulation when I was a kid, the TV Guide, because that's how you found out what was going to be on TV as you looked it up in the TV Guide. Anyway, TV Guide had an article about um, all of the, the holiday movies coming out this season. Um, and because it is November, it is now the Christmas season. Another hot opinion I have. Once you get past Halloween, it's free. It's a free for all. It's Christmas season. Um, here are some of the examples. So there's one called falling for Christmas, which will be on Netflix. I think it's already on Netflix. How to ruin Christmas. The baby shower. Also on Netflix. Nativity three dude. Where's my donkey on Hulu? (laughs) Oh no. 12 pups for Christmas on Hulu. A Christmas movie. Christmas. I don't understand that title. A Christmas movie. Christmas. Christmas. On Hulu. I think like that'd, be, be, that'd be a sad movie be, about
0: just binge watching uh, on Christmas and then not doing anything fun. I don't know.
2: It's kind of meta, I guess. I don't know. Um, Ghosts of Christmas Always on the Har- Hallmark Channel. And Maybe. the other one I wrote down was A Christmas Cookie Catastrophe, also on the Hallmark Channel. I want to do one of the like Hallmark Christmas ones. because the Cookie
3: Catastrophe we've already done, right? I, I, I feel it? like I remember that.
2: I don't know. I don't know. There's so but many. Isn't There's that like this year, though? Hundreds, even thousands year? of them. These are supposedly 2022. Although, I don't know. They might have also just been listing stuff that was going to be broadcast. I don't sure. know. Let's
0: be honest. All Hallmark, all Hallmark movies are the same. So I feel like those would be very fun to do.
2: All right. Do you want to hear the list again before you pick? Sure. All right. Falling for Christmas. How to Ruin Christmas, The Baby Shower. Nativity 3, Dude, Where's My Donkey? 12 Pups for Christmas, A Christmas Movie Christmas, Ghosts of Christmas Always, and A Christmas Cookie Catastrophe. What do you think? Um,
3: I think... I think either Nativity 3, Dude, is My Donkey, or... Oh, crap. Which was like the second one that you read out?
2: Um, how to ruin Christmas the baby shower? <laughs> that one's I like that one as well. That so either, either I one don't either understand it. how those two things are related to each other, but no idea. I, but I'm I, I'm guessing this is out. maybe maybe it's a sequel to How to Ruin Christmas and it's How to Ruin Christmas. I feel like it's funnier
0: if it's on baby its own. Shower. I don't know. You want to I yeah. it would make you wonder what the first one's about.
2: All right. So which one are you doing? How to how to ruin Christmas? The baby shower? Or are you doing Nativity Three? Dude, where's my donkey?
0: Um, I feel like either one's good.
2: Elizabeth,
3: uh, either one's good, but I think my heart is saying Nativity Three. Dude, where's my donkey? All
2: right, All right. actually, I the was movie sort is of yeah. That, Nativity that's really Three. One. Dude, where's my donkey? Starting now.
3: All right, so um, we're we're back and uh, in in the nativity movies
0: for the third time, and it's
3: about these guys for the third time, yeah. And it's these guys um, who they 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 have a business that's literally just um, doing nativity plays at churches, and um,
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, one of them, Todd, I guess um he hired a donkey for this one because they're going all out
0: but then in the first scene the donkey goes missing and he says dude where's my donkey ah then the the
3: credits
2: yeah and then Um, oh
3: okay and then it turns out that i gotta find the donkey um even quicker because there's some bank robbers uh in there (laughs) who plan to smuggle out some like jewels in the belly of this donkey, but like the donkey got away. Oh wait! And so the the duo gets still We got to the meaning of
0: Christmas. Huh? We got connected to the meaning of Christmas. So we gotta.
2: You might want to throw then in some it turns out. Too. Then it,
0: yeah, then it turns out the donkey was actually kidnapped by time travelers who traveled back in time to a very important Christmas. That Christmas being the Christmas of one of the guys who was throwing the play. Um, uh, his first Christmas or whatever. I don't know. Uh maybe his brother was born on Christmas or something, and the real meaning of Christmas was finding your donkey. Yeah.
3: That was oh, it no. the it that was it all along.
2: Yeah. That yeah. was okay. I think you need to know. you need to introduce some romance into this holiday movie. Man. But um the donkey there's has potential a there. I think oh, you need to do it's it's romance for the donkey.
3: Yes. Yeah, I donkey the donkey romance.
2: They dressed up as a attractive female donkey to lure yes. the donkey away. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that is nativity three dude where's my donkey i wonder if i can find this movie just a second nativity i mean how many three. movies
3: like that could there be with yeah. nativity three dude where's my donkey okay,
2: apparently, apparently this was a 2014 comedy this is not from this year and oh. it says the pupils at saint bernadette's primary school are on their best behavior for the arrival of a strict new teacher mr shepherd but when he loses his memory, it's up to the kids to save the day. What? It's from England. I don't know. It was made with a budget of two two point eight million British um, Great Bid- British pounds, two point eight million pounds, and it its box office was eleven point three million dollars. That's really confusing because I don't know if it made money. Or I think not. it's. I think it made more money conversion.
0: than it spent.
2: It's the third in the nativity franchise. So I don't know. I've never heard of any of them. Do you want to do one more? Yeah. All right. Let's try again. Um, I guess that leaves us with how to ruin Christmas, the baby shower starting now. Okay. Time time is Um, ticking. So.
3: (laughs) So there's, um, there's uh, this woman named uh amy and she has to throw a baby shower for um her sister who was pregnant and um uh it's um it's on it's, christmas yeah, the baby shower is and um she's kind of like an amelia bedelia type where she keeps like she's really clumsy and she keeps messing things up Uh, And um, She meets um, She meets this guy uh, Who Sells
0: It doesn't matter (sighs) why he sells They're not specific Basically he's a businessman He has no time unfortunately But he does have time for love Looks at camera Um, Yeah
3: Did he just like a
2: a business that sells candy canes Perhaps
0: Uh, Sure
3: Yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and oh, she's yeah, got yeah. a bunch of his um, names, his name's a bunch Nick. of candy canes for the baby shower.
0: Yeah, yeah. But then they yeah. fall in love and then how much time do we have left?
2: Five seconds.
0: Uh and then it becomes Saint And then Nick. they don't throw the baby shower and it's ruined and they ruined Christmas, the end.
2: The end. All right. <laughs> now, there's there's stuff to work with there. I can't say it's the perfect movie yet, but there's stuff. It to is work the perfect with. movie. All right. What did we say that was called?
0: Uh, How to Ruin Christmas, The Baby How Shower?
2: How to Ruin... Oh, apparently there is a TV show called How to Ruin Christmas. I oh. do know. Huh. Oh, there's one called How to Ruin Christmas, The Wedding. There's How to Ruin Christmas, The Funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would ruin Christmas. How to Ruin Christmas, The Baby Shower. It is a nep- Netflix festival... Festive series of How to Ruin Christmas. The baby shower makes a return for its third season. But the late, busy Luray plays the role of Toomey. Uh, I don't know. Here we go. I need a. I need a... How
3: to Ruin synopsis. Christmas, the funeral, is pretty self-explanatory, I yeah. feel like.
2: That's
0: such an easy way to, to, like... I feel like the funeral... Well, okay, but it could be, like... They want to throw a funeral for someone they hate, and then oh, they, apparently. there's... It is a South African season and they don't and that ruins Christmas. A South
2: African comedy television show that shows oh. on Netflix. Hmm. The Baby Shower is the 3rd season. Not sure how many episodes are going to be in the 3rd season. Do we know anything about it? Wikipedia doesn't have anything about the 3rd season yet because I guess it hasn't broadcast yet. Hmm. Interesting. interesting. There's only one last thing to do on the podcast, and that is.
0: Three words for you treat yourself.
2: Treat yourself. Well, Elizabeth, yourself. Elizabeth's not here. She's in Denton, so she doesn't get to participate in Treat Yourself. But Allison has joined us, Mom has joined us for Treat Yourself. We have. And these are a little late because it's no longer October, it's now November, but we have some weird looking candy corns. We candy have corns. some Funfetti candy corn. We have candy some Nerds candy corn. Are they fall? They're fall. Oh, they're? These look like, I don't know what these look like. These look like they're not intended for human consumption, to be honest. No. They're weird, bright colors.
0: I feel like candy corn wasn't intended for human consumption.
2: That's a fair point. But at least they sort of look like corn.
1: Kind of. And they make yeah. cute turkey craft projects. Yeah. Candy corn turkeys before you use like a nice, like a sugar cone, like a cream cone.
2: Now, the nerds do say they have a hard candy shell on the outside and then a soft and chewy inside. The funfetti ones they just look like that generic birthday cake flavor and they have speckles all over them. I don't know which one do we want to try first. Maybe the funfetti, it's probably gonna have less of a flavor. Yeah,
1: maybe less of an aftertaste
2: passing you some funfetti. They have they smell just like that birthday cake flavor that that sort of generic birthday cake flavor. Yeah, that weird vanilla. You don't want a whole handful of them. All right, we're trying them. Well, I've had two and I think I've had enough. I'm still chewing. I'll mute your mic so you don't chew into it. Let me know when you're done. They're not good. They're normal they're not candy corn. Terrible. I think they're kind of meh. Meh.
0: they're literally just normal candy corn
2: and how would you rate that on a scale of you would also say meh the first one's good Allison
1: I I have opinions about this and yeah you're right they taste just like other candy corns except just a little bit more of that fake vanilla birthday cake flavor so I think the first one is delicious the second one was meh and by the third one I was grossed out
0: Yum, 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 yum. Delicioso. Meh. M-E-H. Ew. Seriously? That is so gross.
2: That is a wide range of ratings, but An I emotional. Sorta, I understand sure. what you're talking about.
1: Oh. No. Do you know what? The aftertaste is worse than a regular one. I revise my opinion. If I would have waited for the, the aftertaste to show itself, I think the first one would have been. You think least.
2: they're all gross?
1: Yeah. Well, because of the aftertaste. It has, like, a weirdly bitter... Aftertaste. Do you taste that?
2: I don't know. I mean, to me, I, I get that taste with regular candy corns, too. I never do. So you think they're just all gross? Ew. Seriously? That is so gross. Yeah.
1: Initially, no, but yeah.
2: All right, let's try these, these uh, nerds candy corns. It seems like they're a little different than a regular candy corn because they've got some sort of a candy shell thing going on pass a few down and they're just they're not they don't have the tricolor thing they're just all either orange or pink or purple or blue we taste like
0: nerds but you haven't opened the box and it's been 10 years
2: yeah the the flavor is just kind of that nerds flavor so Mm. it's not that bad but the texture is off
0: texture is off the taste is a little off too it's just a little dusty
2: like a little stale tasting. Like, now, granted, these probably sat on the shelf for a long time. Anytime you have seasonal candy, it's been around like since way before the season. And That's a good e- point. Yeah. But I don't know. I would say they're okay. I guess, yeah.
1: I think the orange is okay. And the green was like fine. Sure. Okay. The blue made me recoil. The blue is disgusting. I don't know what is wrong with it, but it's just not... not
2: I good. couldn't tell that much of a difference between the flavors. Maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention.
1: Mm, I think all of them were all of them were okay, except the blue. The blue was really
2: bad. Okay, so here's what the flavors are supposed to be. There's a strawberry shell with a strawberry grape inside, a grape shell with a strawberry grape inside, a strawberry lemon shell with a blue raspberry fruit punch inside, a blue raspberry shell with a blue raspberry fruit punch inside, and an orange shell with, shell with a watermelon, cherry watermelon inside and a watermelon shell with a cherry watermelon inside. That's too many flavors. I think they went yeah. overboard on the number of flavor combinations. But... I think
1: the orange with the watermelon inside was the best. But all of them were just, they were fine except for the blue, which was nasty.
2: Yeah, blue raspberry is always iffy, I think. Mm. so that is treat yourself not a real strong showing for treat yourself this week candy corn isn't that good to begin with but um weirdly flavored candy corn i guess it's not too surprising that it was weird and that is our podcast so thanks allison for joining us for treat yourself thank you elizabeth for remotely doing the podcast from denton thank you henry for being on the podcast today thank you And thank you, especially to everyone who's listening. If you are listening, let us know. You can email us at talktodepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us at talktodepodcast on Facebook and Instagram and TTD Podcast on Twitter for, you know, the remaining days of Twitter. And um, if you want to help us out, there's a couple things you could do. One, you can tell a friend about this family-friendly podcast we do. And the other thing you can do is leave us a good review wherever you found the podcast. If you leave us a five-star review, that might make other people able to find the podcast as well. This has been a lot of fun, and we will see you later.